Hold on. I think I have a concept for the episode because last year we did do creepy pastas and both of us ended up spooked senseless at the end of it. So yeah, what are we, we, that's because we did the Goatman story. Oh, well, this one's also apparently very scary as well. But what if I read it as John Mulaney? <laughs> what if I go through the whole thing just like, <laughs> you're not gonna believe the story I've got for you. It's so fucking scary, you won't be able to sleep. <laughs> we can give it a shot. <laughs> if it's- <laughs> Start the show, motherfucker! <laughs> Whoa, ladies and ghouls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load of booze. The best spooky show on the planet featuring the two scariest men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the buh, to the L.A.K.E., Blake Tanner. And yes, that, that, that is the S over there. Spooky Scotty. No, you you can't. You can't because like wh- I'm reading the creepy pasta, and that gives me like a a sense of agency over the spookiness. But when when you start doing it, it gets out of my hands, and I can't. But but dear Scott, no, you can go fuck right off. You can go fuck right off, Salad Finger. I thought that we could just do it in the same room today. That's why I'm right behind you. Touch. Uh, be very careful. There are nails on the ground. Oh, fuck! Ow. Damn it! I hurt my eye. Oh, fuck. Hold on. I'm gonna get back to the spooking in a second. Oh, God, this hurts. I have a nail through my foot at the moment. Let's do this. Scotty, this is the third year in a row, I believe, that um, I have now podcasted from a completely different place of living yeah oh shit you're right you've moved like every fucking year but it's also is this our second halloween this is our second creepy pasta but i don't know if we've done did we did a halloween spectacular the year before i believe as well because i think that's when me and you as 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 best friends came to love the song everybody get on the floor everybody walk the dinosaur dinosaur. yes i remember that one very well um we've actually done a halloween special every year since bs started fuck yeah i have no idea what the first one in 2016 was because i believe that was released after the first week of november yeah, so that there was already like an all a horror story going on in real life. Oh my god, we've been podcasting the length of Trump's presidential. Oh, god. we've been podcasting. We hold on, we've been podcasting longer than Donald Trump has been, has president. been president. Uh huh. Our first episode was in August 2016. That's fucking. I I had to. I was was looking up all of our Halloween episodes earlier today. Yeah. And I came to that realization and I don't know if dread or hope filled my heart. I think it was both. Give it a couple weeks and we will have been podcasting longer than Donald Trump has ever been president. Da, ta, ta. Don't, don't give me that hope right now. Don't. Uh, don't, no, don't the, tell the, me what I want. The weirdest one for me was the fact that I realized we've been doing this longer than we were in college. 
Which, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> holy shit, you're right. That's oh, the real fuck. spooky story. No, this week we're going to be doing what we our annual tradition, which is reading a creepypasta, and then A, trying to not shit ourselves, and B, come up with a movie surrounding it. And this year, uh, I literally, uh, two minutes before we started doing this, looked up famous creepypastas, and one of the top ones was Jeff the Killer, which I feel like will be easy for us to make fun of, because if you couldn't tell, the killer's name is fucking Jeff. Hey guys, I'm Jeff the Killer, how you doing? If you got blood on all your kitchen knives, you might be a serial killer. If you have bodies locked in your trunk and you just can't find the keys, you might be a serial killer. Also, I prefer to go by my Christian name, Jeff Killsworthy. Jeff Killsworthy. Well, that's what we're calling him now for the rest of this. But look up, look up Jeff the Killer. Because there's there's not a creepy picture with it, right? Well, there is, but it's not. Uh, Yeah, I know this guy. I do know this guy. Like, it's... It's kind of base-level scary. Yeah, this is the one... This is the picture that used to keep me up at night, but now I'm old. Like, he's... jaded. I've seen what real horror is, and Jeff the Killer is nothing anymore. Like, he looks like he would be... He was the first draft of the, uh, of Ryuk from Death Note. Like, this was their (laughs) first draft, and then they said, let's keep going. (laughs) Yes, very true. Uh, this is... This is a, a classic, now that I know... Uh, now that I've remembered it. What if Joker was scarier is really what Jeff the Killer is. What Jeff the Killer tries to be. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, uh, how about this? We did say that John Mulaney will be our saving grace once it gets spooky, but I think I will do it as a me, and then once I start getting afraid... (laughs) I will just start doing it as a John Mulaney comedy routine. But it's fine. I just have to let you know, as my tradition, and now that we're not actually streaming live anymore, I could just do it anytime I want. But my Halloween tradition is I turn the lights off and I light a candle. So I'm in the dark right now other than my screen and your face. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be holding on to you like digitally as my anchor. Yeah, because I'm just in, like, a really bright room, except, oh, no! (laughs) I've turned off my lights as well. Just kidding. I'm not about to fucking do that. Also, I have left the window directly behind me completely open. Yeah, but it's dark as fuck, so, like, if you're expecting me to pull a, wait, what's going on behind you? I'm not gonna be that person, because I'm just like, "I I can't see him. I'm sorry, bud. It's all right, like, I'll, I'll just be talking, and then all of a sudden you'll hear me go, ah! All right, so Jeff the Killer. Um, do you want me to... I'll, I'll just find places where we can stop. Or if you want to, I will give you the ability just to say, okay, stop. All right, I don't know if we're looking at the same version. I'm looking at the one on creepypasta.com, yeah, which does I, have I'm some... There. It's got some breaks in it. Um, so I think we can we can figure it out. Jeff the Killer, Creepy Pasta Story. 
excerpt from a local newspaper. Ominous unknown killer is still at large. His face is Photoshop. It's really, it's so Photoshop. Like, I think I, except like the eye itself is MS Paint. Um, Also, (laughs) I I did realize as I was reading, I accidentally started Mulaneying. Like, it's almost like Mulaney's the real demon of this episode. And he's just going to. Ladies and gentlemen, I am. Okay, look, after weeks. Weeks, ladies and gentlemen, of unexplained murders, the ominous unknown killer still on the rise. After little evidence had been found, young boy comes out, states that he survived one of the killer's attacks, and bravely tells his story. Okay, I didn't want to have to stop this quickly, but the ominous unknown killer is still on the rise. He is not still at large. He is just still rising up, like what? Alexander Hamilton, <laughs> as you rise up. Jeff the fucking killer. And there's a million corpses I haven't defiled. But just you wait. Just you wait. Just so do you we, wait. Do we, we want to cast right now? Because we got a young boy who we need to pop in there. Probably one of them ding dang stranger things kids at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, a, a ding dang stranger things kid. If you want to cast it a little bit older, um, because he's a perpetual young boy, just Tom Holland. Oh, um, Tom Holland would be good. I don't know why I thought you were about to say fucking, um, oh shit, why can't I remember his name? Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, fucking. Oh, Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver as a little boy. <laughs> I, I had a bad dream and I woke up in the middle of the night, says Adam Driver, the child. <laughs> the child with one of the deepest voices. Hello. Hello, I'm a, I am a little five-year-old boy. My dad left me alone. <laughs> I am Adam Driver. Okay. <clears throat> Is it just Adam Driver? Is I this his a- biopic? Yes. No, he's Jeff. Okay. I had a really bad dream and I woke up in the middle of the night, says... Adam Driver, I saw that for some reason the window was open, even though I remember it being closed before I went to bed. Got up and shut it once more. Afterwards, I simply crawled under my covers and tried to get back to sleep. That's when I had a strange feeling, like someone was watching me. I looked up and nearly jumped out of my bed. There, in the little ray of light illuminating from between my curtains, were a pair of two eyes. They weren't regular eyes. They were dark ominous eye which actually if you look at the picture they're not that they're pretty fucking bright yeah i mean he just looks like he's just bright and lively and he's ready to go to disney world i mean he looks like a pretty happy dude honestly other than the fact that like he's fucked up like he's fucked up but he's living a good life i mean he is he literally is just like a neckbeard that went decided he was going to be a joker I don't even think he's a neckbeard. Like, I think he was, he was, this is what, this is the next logical evolution of Onision. (laughs) His eyes were bordered in black and just plain out terrified me. That's when I saw his mouth, a long, horrendous smile that made every hair on my body stand up. And then he asked if I wanted to see how he got his scars. The fi- the figure stood there, watching me. Finally, after what seemed like forever, he said it. A simple phrase, but said in a way that only a madman could speak. So he is crazy. He said... Yes. 
Go to sleep! <laughs> no. Um, pardon me, could you please go to sleep for me? I need to murder your entire family. It would mean a lot. I let out a scream. Fuck! Adam <laughs> Driver! That's what sent him at me. He pulled up a knife, aiming it at my heart. He jumped on top of my bed. I fought back. I kicked. I punched. I rolled around, trying to knock him off me. That one would have worked well as... Okay, I kicked, I punched, I rolled around, trying to knock him off me. And that's when... My dad busted in the room. The man threw the knife, went into my dad's shoulder, probably would have finished him off if one of the neighbors hadn't alerted, you know, the police. I, is this, this ain't even, like, I'm unnerved, but I feel like it's because we're talking about creepypasta. But, like, the story itself is just like, hey, what's up? Here's a dude what looks a little weird and also, like, has a knife yeah this uh it's like looking at an old movie and seeing all the like glaring it's not it, it just doesn't hold up it doesn't hold up yeah as a creepy pasta really and well we're part not of it is because we're not of the there yet we're only we're only a little bit in they drove into the parking lot and ran towards the door. The man turned and ran down the hallway. Now, the fact that he's afraid of the police makes it even less scary. I heard a smash, like glass breaking. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin showed up. And he was like, fucking Jeff the Killer, I got two words for you, motherfucker. Ass kicked. And then he just stunned him. That was it. Jeff was dead. As I came back out of my room, stone cold, I saw the window that was pointing towards the back of my house was broken. I looked out of it to see him vanish into the distance. I can tell you one thing. I'll never forget that bitch. Neither will I. That fucking face. Those cold, evil eyes and that psychotic smile, they will never leave my head. Police are still on the lookout. If you see anyone that fits the description, please contact your local police department. Okay. So that's the prologue, essentially. Yeah. And then we move on to... Which we've spent, like, 15 fucking minutes on. Okay, well, let's... let's. I'll give this one a few, then. Okay. Jeff and his family had just moved into a new neighborhood. His dad had gotten a promotion at work, and they thought it would be best to live in one of them fancy neighborhoods. Jeff oh. and his brother, Lou... Okay, Jeff and Lou couldn't complain, though. New, better house. What wasn't to love? As they were getting unpacked, one of their neighbors came by. Hello, she said. I'm Barbara. I live across the street from you. Well, I just wanted to introduce myself and to introduce my son. She turns around and calls her son over. Billy, these are our new neighbors. Billy said, hi, and then ran to back to play in his oh, yard. I like to think that Billy said, hi. <laughs> well, said Jeff's mom, I'm Margaret. And this is my husband, Peter, and my two sons, Jeff and Lou. They each introduced themselves, and then Barbara invited them to her son's birthday. Jeff and his brother were about to object when their mother said that they would love to. When Jeff and his family are done packing, Jeff went up to his mom. What the fuck, Mom? No. <laughs> mom? Mom, why would you invite us to some kid's party? If you haven't noticed, I'm not some dumb kid. Jeff, said his mother, we just moved here. We should show that we want to spend time with our neighbors. Now we're going to that party and that's final. Jeff started to talk but stopped himself knowing that he couldn't do anything. When his mom said something, it was final. 
He walked up to his room and plopped down on his bed. He sat there looking at a ceiling when suddenly he got a weird feeling. Not so much pain, but a weird feeling. You know, like the feelings you get that are weird. Yes, and then he did the mash. Yeah, he did them. He dismissed it as just some random feeling, but he couldn't get away from it. He was hooked on the feeling. He heard his mother call him down to get his stuff, and he walked down to get it. The next day, Jeff walked downstairs to get breakfast, got ready for school, and as he sat there eating his breakfast, he once again got that feeling. This time it was stronger. It gave him a slight tugging pain, but he once again dismissed it. As he and Lou finished breakfast, they walked down to the bus stop. They sat there waiting for the bus, and then all of a sudden, some kid on a skateboard jumped over him, <laughs> just lynched Fuck yeah, this kid Fuck rules! Yeah. They both jumped back and surprised. Hey, what the hell? The kid landed and turned back to them. He kicked his skateboard up and caught it with his hand. This fucking kid rips. This is the best character. This kid seems to be about 12, one year younger than Jeff. He wears an Aeropostale shirt and ripped blue jeans. Well, 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 looks like we got some new meat. Suddenly, two other boys appeared named Crab and Goyle. One was super skinny and the other was huge. Meanwhile, the kid in the middle decided to call them buttholes over and over again. Well, since you're new here, I'd like to introduce ourselves. Over there is Keith. <laughs> Jeff and Lou looked over to the skinny kid who had a dopey face that you'd expect a sidekick to have. Fuck. And he's Troy. They looked at the fat kid. Talk about a tub of lard. Kid looked like he hasn't exercised since he was crawling. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I want the I want these three to beat these people up now. As a matter of fact, these guys just became the protagonists. And I, said the first kid, am Randy. <laughs> I'm Randy. I'm Randy. Now I'm for all kick the, your ass, new kid. Now for all the kids in this neighborhood, there's a small price for bus fare if you catch my drift. Lou stood up, ready to punch the lights out of the kid's eyes when one of his friends pulled out a fucking knife. Holy shit. <laughs> tisk, tisk, tisk. You know that thing real people say. Yeah. I'd hoped you'd be more cooperative, but it seems we must do this the hard way. The kid walked up to Lou and took his wallet out of his pocket. Jeff got that feeling again. Now, it was truly strong. A burning sensation. Lord am I, I feel my temperature rising. Listen here, if Jeff is 13, as this story posits, that's just called puberty, dude. He stood up, but Lou gestured him to sit down. Jeff ignored him and walked up to the kid. Listen here, you little punk. Give me back my brother's wallet or else. Randy put the wallet in his pocket and pulled out his own knife. Oh yeah? What will you do? Just as he finished the sentence, Jeff popped the kid in the nose. As Randy reached for his face, Jeff grabbed the kid's wrist and broke it. Fuck, oh, Jeff. Randy screamed and Jeff grabbed the knife from his hand. Troy and Keith rushed Jeff, but Jeff was too quick. He threw Randy to the ground. Keith lashed out at him, but Jeff ducked and stabbed him in the fucking arm. Keith dropped his knife and fell to the ground screaming. Troy rushed, but Jeff didn't even need the knife. He punched him straight in the stomach and Troy went down. As he fell, he puked. Lou could do nothing but look in amazement at Jeff. 
I, I had to look back for a second because I did hear there was a fucking siren in the background. There's <laughs> a fire truck going down the street. Jeff, how'd you? Was all he said. <laughs> they saw the bus. How'd you? How'd you, Jeff? They saw the bus coming and knew they'd be blamed for the whole thing. You know, the stabbing and the things they did. Yep. So they started running as fast as they could. As they ran, they looked back and saw the bus driver rushing over to Randy and the others. As they made it to school, they didn't dare tell what happened. All they did was sit and listen. Lou just thought of that as his brother beating up a few kids, but Jeff knew it was more. It was something scary. As he got that feeling, he felt how powerful he was. The urge just to hurt someone. Craftsman, I don't like this new character direction you're going in. He didn't like how it sound, but he couldn't <laughs> help feeling happy. He felt that strange feeling go away and stay away for the entire day of school. Even as he walked home due to the whole thing near the bus stop and how now he probably wouldn't be taking the bus anymore, he felt happy. When he got home, his parents asked him how his day was. And he was like, fucking, it was wonderful shit. In an ominous voice. (laughs) Next morning, he heard a knock at his front door. He walked down to find two police officers and his mother looking at him with an angry look. Jeffrey, dear, these officers tell me that you stabbed three children. Now, that wasn't regular fighting, boy. Oh, they were stabbed. Off to the porky witch, then. Jeff's gaze fell to the floor, showing his mother that it was true. Look, Mom, they were the ones who pulled the knives on me and Lou. Son, said one of the cops. We found two, three kids. Two stabbed, one having a bruise on his stomach, and we have witnesses proving that you fled the scene. Now what does that tell us? That you're uh, about to go fucking downtown, you little piece of shit. I've got no fucking problem sending your ass down. Jeff knew it was no use. It's no use! He could not say that him and Lou had been attacked, but then there was no proof it was not them who attacked first. They couldn't say that they weren't fleeing, because the truth be told, they were. Jeff couldn't defend himself or Lou. Son, call down your brother. So he can arrest the both of you. Please resist. That's my favorite thing. Jeff couldn't do it since it was he who beat up all the kids. Sir, it was um, Sir, it was me. It was, it was me, officer. It was me all, all along. along. I was the one who beat up the kids. Lou tried to hold me back, but he couldn't stop me. My bloodlust. My fury. <laughs> my dark passenger. The cop looked at his partner and they were like, fuck. Well, kid, looks like a year of juvie. That's not how that works. Wait, says Lou. They all looked up to see him holding a knife. What the fuck? The officers pulled their guns and locked them on Lou. Holy shit. A cab. What the fuck? No, no, that tracks. It, oh, wait, we don't have a name for or a voice for Lou yet. Um, It was me. I beat up those little punks. Oh, it was me. I beat up those little punks. I have the marks to prove it. He lifted up his sleeves to reveal cuts and bruises as if he was in a struggle. Son, just put the knife down, said the officer. Lou held up the knife and dropped it to the ground, put his hands up and walked over to the cops. No, Lou, it was was me. I, I did it. Jeff had tears running down his face. 
Uh, oh, poor bro. Trying to take the blame for what I did. Well, take me away, copper. The police led Lou. Looks like a year in pokey for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Send him straight to Sing Sing. We're really not going to be consistent on the cop characters, are we? (laughs) No, not at all. The police led Lou out to the patrol car. Lou, tell them it was me. Tell them I was the one who beat up the kids. Jeff's mother put her hands on his shoulders. (laughs) Jeff, please, you don't have to lie. We know it's Lou. You can stop. Jeff watched, like, just that quickly, they were like, yeah, fuck it, just take one. They went from wanting to arrest both of them to just like, I'll just take one, I guess. Yeah, you know what, we only, uh, we only need one. Yeah. Uh, Jeff watched helplessly as the cop car speeds away with Lou inside. A few minutes later, Jeff's dad pulled into the driveway, seeing Jeff's face and knowing something was wrong. Uh, son? Son, what is it? <laughs> Jeff couldn't answer. His vocal cords restrained from crying. Instead, Jeff's mother walked his father inside to break the bad news to him as Jeff wept in the driveway. Ah, Jeff wept. <laughs> after as an Jeff wept. <laughs> after an hour or so, Jeff walked back into the house. <laughs> he was like, ah, fuck it. I'm not gonna go back in. You know what? I'm. It's I'm cold, actually. It's pretty cold out here. I'm going to go inside and play Mario Kart. <laughs> Seeing that his parents were both shocked, sad, and disappointed. Oh, no. Disappointed. <laughs> he couldn't so look at I'm them. I'm not mad that you stabbed those children. I'm just as disappointed. He couldn't see how they thought of Lou when it was his fault. He just went to sleep, trying to get the whole thing off his mind. Two days went by with no word from Lou at JDC. No friends to hang out with. Nothing but sadness and guilt. That is... Until Saturday, when Jeff is woken up by his mother with a happy, sunshiny face. It's the day, Jeff! <laughs> That's a fucking jump scare and a half of just like, well, happy birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, like you just like wake up in your mom's face just Hi. staring at you. She said as she opened up the curtains and let light flood into his room. What? What's today? Asked Jeff as he stirs awake. Why, it's Billy's party, dear. He was now fully awake. Mom, you're you're joking, right? You don't expect me to go to some kid's party after... There was a long pause. I murdered a boy. Got to keep up appearances, dear. Jeff, we both know what happened. I think this party could be the thing that brightens up the past few days. Now get dressed. Jeff's mother walked out of the room and downstairs to get ready herself. He fought himself to get up. He picked out a random shirt and pair of jeans and walked downstairs. He saw his mother and father dressed up, his mother in a dress, his father in a suit. He thought, why would they ever wear such fancy clothes to a kid's party? Son, is that all you're going to wear? Said Jeff's mom. Better than wearing too much. He said, as he fucking pulled out his double-sided lightsaber. Saber. <laughs> Stabbed his father through the heart. <laughs> through the heart. His mother pushed down the feeling to yell at him, and he hit it with a smile. Now, Jeff, we may be over-impressed, but they're uh, overdressed, but this is how you go if you want to make an impression. Oh, wait, said his father. <laughs> no, no, Jeff. Now, Jeff, this is how we want to go and make you look like a fucking dork. Jeff grunted and went back up to his room. I don't have any fancy clothes, 
he yelled downstairs. Just pick out something, called his mother. He looked around in his closet for what he would call fancy. He found a pair of black dress pants he had for special occasions and an undershirt. Couldn't find a shirt to go with it, though. He looked around and found only striped and patterned shirts, none of which go with dress pants, because this is what the fucking story's focusing on now. Yep. Finally, he put on a white hoodie. Fuck it. You're wearing that, they both said. His mother looked at her watch. Oh, no time to change. Let's just go, she said as she herded Jeff and his father out the door. They crossed the street over to Barbara and Billy's house. They knocked on the door, and at it appeared that and at it appeared that Barbara, just like his parents, okay, appeared that Barbara, just like his parents, way overdressed. As they walked inside, all Jeff could see were adults, no kids. I would like to point out that there I am at least, I, I respect the fact that they left all the typos in. Yes. This is a real, like, this is a real My Immortal we're in right now. Like, this is very My Immortal. Like, it's not even, now it's gone beyond scare, like, not scary, into a realm of just, like, weird, young, young adult fiction. Yeah, it. I feel like we're back in the WrestleMania 1980-whatever phase. Yeah. The kids... Uh, what, was, what was her fucking voice? Fuck it. The kids are out in the yard. Jeff, how about you go and meet some of them? Said Barbara. Jeff walked outside to a yard full of kids. They were running around in weird cowboy costumes and shooting each other with plastic guns. There were some dressed as Native Americans, but they all said the word engine, and Jeff felt very uncomfortable. uncomfortable. So we decided to edit that out. He might as well be standing in a Toys or Us. Ugh! Could you imagine? Could you imagine the thing that we went to went well in our 20s? Yeah. Suddenly, a kid came up to him and handed him a toy gun and hat. I want to play, he said. No, I want to kill. No, kid, I'm um way too old for this stuff. The kid looked at him with that weird puppy dog face. Please, said the kid. Fine, said Jeff. He put on the hat and pretended to shoot at the kids. At first, he thought it was totally ridiculous, but then the, the bloodlust crept in and he started to f- have fun. Might not have been super cool, but it was the first time he had done something that took his mind off of Lou. Mur- fake murdering children is really gets his gander. <laughs> so he played with the kids for a while until he heard a noise, a weird rolling noise. Then it hit him. Randy, Troy, and Keith all jumped over the fence on their skateboards. Now wait. It says on their skateboards. So are we to infer that they built a ramp behind this fucking fence and just Tony Hawk pro-skatered over this fence? And wasn't at least one of these kids stabbed previously? Two of them were stabbed. All right. Jeff dropped the fake gun and ripped off the hat. Randy looked at him with a burning hatred. Hey, Jeff, is it? He said. We have some unfinished business. Jeff saw his bruised nose. I think we're even. I beat the crap out of you. You get my brother sent to JDC. Jesus damn Christ. Randy got an angry look in his eyes. Oh, no, I don't go for even. I go for winning. Hashtag winning. You may have kicked our asses one day, but not today. He said, as he said that, Randy rushed at Jeff. They both fell to the ground. Randy punched him in the nose, and Jeff grabbed him by the ears and headbutted him. Jeff pushed Randy off of him and both rose to their feet. This is just a fucking scene from a Christmas story now. 
Yep. Oh, kids, just wait. Kids were screaming and parents were running out of the house. Troy and Keith both pulled guns. 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 Real ones. They're 12. Guns. Guns. No one interrupts or guts will fly, the 12-year-old with a gun said. Randy pulled a knife on Jeff and stabbed it into his shoulder. Jeff screamed and fell to his knees. Randy started kicking him in the face. After three kicks, Jeff grabs his foot and twists it, causing Randy to fall to the ground. Jeff stood up and walked towards the back door. Troy grabbed him. Need some help? He picks Jeff up by the back of the collar and throws him through the patio door. Fuck! As Jeff tries to stand, he is kicked down to the ground. Randy repeatedly starts kicking Jeff until he starts to cough up blood. Come on, Come on, Jeff! Fight me! Fight me! Fight me! (laughs) He picks Jeff up and throws him into the kitchen. Randy sees a bottle of vodka and smashes the glass over his head. Fight! Fight me! He throws Jeff back into the living room. Come on, Jeff! Look at me! Look at me! Jeff glances no, oh, up. You dear, you better fight the boy. You fight, stab the boy, dear. Come on. Jeff glances up, his face riddled with blood. I was the one who got your brother sent to JDC. Now you're just gonna sit here and let him rot in there for a whole year. You should be ashamed. What the fuck's he gonna do in this fight to get him out? I don't know, Randy, you were already like two steps behind, my dude. Just take the L. Jeff starts to get up. Oh, finally, you stand and fight. Jeff's now to his feet, blood and vodka on his face. And once again, he gets that strange feeling, the one in which he hasn't felt for a while. Finally, ease up, says Randy as he runs at Jeff. That's when it happens. Something inside Jeff snaps. His psyche is destroyed. All rational thinking is gone, and all he can do is kill. Kill. Kill him. Psyche is destroyed. Rational thinking gone. All the boy knows how to do is kill. He grabs Randy and... (laughs) 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 He... Pile drives him to the ground, which is the most unlikely bullshit ever. Gets- Tombstone! Tombstone pile driver, by God! He gets on top of him and punches him straight in the heart, a punch which causes Randy's heart to stop. <laughs> As Randy gasps for breath, Jeff hammers down on him. Punch after punch, blood gushes from his body until he takes one final breath and dies. Wait, wait, wait. How hard did he punch him that he was, like, bleeding? Yeah, but... He he just, like, fucking heart punched through his ribs? (laughs) No, I think it might be, like, from the face. Like, the face got fucked up on the pile driver. All right. Well, you know what comes next. Everybody looking at Jeff now. The parents, the crying kids, even Troy and Keith, although they easily break from their gaze and point their guns at Jeff. Jeff sees the guns and runs for the stairs. As he runs, Troy and Keith let out fire, each shot missing. And then they they aimed and they fired and they missed. And then they aimed, fired, and they missed. Jeff runs up the stairs. He hears Troy and Keith follow up behind as they let out their final rounds of bullets. 
these 12 year olds no. Jeff ducks and, into and the bathroom 13 year old that somehow knows what the magazine capacity of those pistols is yeah. he grabs the towel rack and rips it off the wall Troy and Keith race in knives ready Troy swings his knife at Jeff who backs away and bangs the towel it rack into his face Troy goes down hard and now all that's left is Keith he's more agile than Troy though and ducks when Jeff swings the towel rack he dropped the knife and grabbed Jeff by the neck he pushed him into the wall a thing of bleach fell down on top of him from the top shelf it burnt both of them and they both started to scream Jeff wiped his eyes as best as he could pulling back the towel rack and swinging it straight into keith's head as they lay there or i'm sorry as keith lay there bleeding to death he let out an ominous smile what's so funny wait what's so funny asked jeff keith pulled out a lighter and switched it on what's funny he said is that you're covered in bleach and alcohol baby (laughs) jeff's eyes widened as keith threw the lighter at him as soon as the flame made contact the flames ignited the alcohol and the vodka while the which by the way inaccurate unless that's some very high proof vodka that would not happen yeah you gotta almost have grain alcohol for that to happen while the alcohol don't make molotov cocktails out of vodka it's gasoline that they pour in the bottles y'all while the alcohol burned him the bleach bleached his skin and then it turned his hair a bizarre shade of green (laughs) (laughs) he's the joker baby jeff let out a terrible screech as he caught on fire he tried to roll it out but it was no use the alcohol made him a walking inferno he ran down the hall and fell down the stairs everyone started screaming as they saw jeff now a man on fire dropped to the ground nearly dead the last thing jeff saw was his mother and the other parents trying to extinguish the flame stop him out quick stop him out just crush this kid's face that's when he passed out when he awoke he had a cast wrapped around his face he couldn't see anything but he felt a cast on his shoulder and stitches all over his body he tried to stand up but he realized that there was some tube in his arm and when he tried to get up it fell out and a nurse rushed in i don't think you can get out of bed just yet she said as she put him back in his bed and reinserted the tube are they talking about an iv I guess? Like, like uh, just a random-ass tube don't get thrown in your arm. No, I mean, you could just say that it was an IV. Like, there's literally only one kind of tube they put in your arm. Yeah. Jeff sat there with no vision, no idea of what his surroundings are. Finally, after hours, he heard his mother. Honey, you okay? <laughs> she asked. Jeff you could not answer. Job killing those kids. Quality murder you did back there, boyo. Jeff couldn't answer. His face was covered and he was unable to speak. Oh, honey, I have great news. After all, the witnesses told the police that Randy confessed to trying to attack you. They decided to let Lou go. This made Jeff almost bolt up, stopping halfway, remembering the fucking tube in his arm. He'll be out by tomorrow and then you two will be able to be together again. That other kid, he's still dead as shit, though. You did do some solid murders, but it turns out you're not going to be arrested for it. Jeff's mother hugs him and says her goodbyes. The next couple of weeks were those where Jeff was visited by his family. Then came the day where his bandages were to be removed. His family members were all there to see it. What he would look like. As the doctors unwrapped the bandages from Jeff's face, everyone was on the edge of their seats. They waited until the last bandage holding the cover over his face was almost removed. 
Well, let's hope for the best, said the doctor. (laughs) He quickly pulls the cloth, letting the rest fall from Jeff's face. His face? (laughs) Jeff's mother screams at the sight of him. Lou and Jeff's Jeff's dad stare awestruck at him. What? What happened to my face? (laughs) Jeff said. He rushed out of bed and ran to the bathroom. He looked in the mirror and saw the cause of his distress. His face. It's... It's horrible. His lips were burnt to a deep shade of red. His face turned into a pure white color, and his hair singed from brown to green. No, black. <laughs> he slowly it's put his hand... It's the fucking Joker! It's still just the Joker! <laughs> he put his hand to his face. It had sort of a leathery feel. He looked back at his family, then back at the mirror, then back at his family, but then back at the mirror one more time. Wait, is my family still here? Look back. Okay, they are. What do I look like? Looks back at the mirror. Jeff. (laughs) Jeff, said Lou. It's not that bad. Bad. Not that bad, said Jeff. It's perfect. His family was equally surprised. Jeff started laughing uncontrollably. Laughing, making this loud laughter noise. You could say he was a real joker now. His parents noticed that his left eye and hand were twitching. Uh, Jeff, dearie, you okay? Okay. I never felt more happy. Huh. 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 Look at me. This face goes perfectly with me. He couldn't stop laughing. He stroked his face, feeling it, looking at it in the mirror. What caused this? Well, you might recall... You Meanwhile, may- back at the ranch, that when Jeff was fighting Randy, something in his mind, his sanity, it snapped. Now the boy was left as a crazy killing machine. That is his parents. They didn't know. Okay, you didn't have to tell us that. You, it was so <laughs> no, inferred. no, no. Let me just catch you up to speed here. You see, this child. The child that stabbed a boy, it turns out that mentally, he may not be all there. Yeah, yeah. you mean the boy that did commit a fist murder? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has become a lethal killing machine. Doctor, said Jeff's mom, is my son all right? You know, in the head. Nope. Oh, yes, this behavior is typical for patients. What is this? I was trying to... What's Dr. Nick sound like? I was trying to do Dr. Nick earlier, and then Hi, I... Asked, everybody! Oh, yes, this behavior is typical for patients that have taken very large amounts of painkillers, all right? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> if his behavior doesn't change in a few weeks, bring him back here. We'll give me the psychological test. You know what? I've got me Falcor now. Thank you, Dr. Nick. Jeff's mother went over to Jeff. Jeff, sweetie, it's time to go. Jeff looks away from the mirror, his face still formed into a crazy smile. Okay, mommy. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I saw you taking the drink and I said, I only have one opportunity to K-mommy him. <laughs> oh, that was, uh, that was just a swig of rum, too. Jesus. His oh. mother took him by the shoulder and took him to get his clothes. This is what came in, said the lady at the desk. 
Jeff's mom looked down to see the black dress pants and white hoodie her son wore. Now they were clean of blood and now stitched together. Because that's what hospitals do. Also, they will fucking fix your clothes if they need to. Oh, man, that was hospitals back in the day before COVID. They had plenty of time. Yeah, now they were clean. Or I'm sorry, Jeff's mother led him to his room and made him put his clothes on. Fucking put them on. Then they left, not knowing that this was the final day of their life. Later that night. Scotty, this says knowing that this was their final day of life. Yeah. Later that night, Jeff's mother woke to a sound coming from the bathroom. It sounded as if someone was crying. She slowly walked over to see what it was. When she looked into the bathroom, she saw a horrendous sight. Jeff had taken a knife and curved a smile into his cheeks. Oh, fuck no! Come on! I'm a ding-dang joker, mommy. Jeff, what are you doing? Asked his mother. Jeff looked over. Couldn't couldn't stop smiling, mommy. It hurt after a while. Now I could smile forever. Jeff's mother noticed his eyes ringed in black. Jeff! Your fucking eyes! (laughs) His eyes were seemingly never closing. I couldn't see my face. I got tired. My eyes started to close. I burned out my eyelids so I could forever see myself. My new face. Jeff's mother slowly started to back away, seeing that her son was going insane. What's wrong, mommy? Aren't I beautiful? (laughs) Hey, mommy. Mommy. Yes, son, she said. Yes, you are. Let me go get daddy so he can see your pretty face. Oh, come on, mommy. Let's go. (laughs) She ran into the room and shook Jeff's dad from his sleep. Honey, get the gun. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Honey, our baby's gone completely bonkers insane. We're going to have to put him down. You Like old Yeller. Yeah, it's just like, didn't the doctor say to bring him in for a psychiatric evaluation? Get the fucking gun! It's like, oh, and by the way, if he does burn his eyelids off, you just get the fucking gun, okay? Yeah. <laughs> she stopped as she saw Jeff in the doorway holding a knife. Mommy. Mommy. Lewis, 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 mom, mom, mommy, mommy, you lied, you lied. That's the last thing they hear as Jeff rushes them with the knife, gutting both of them. His brother Lou woke up, startled by some noise. He didn't hear anything else, so he just shut his eyes and tried to go back to sleep. As he was on the border of slumber, he got the strangest feeling that someone was watching him. He looked up before Jeff's hand covered his mouth. He slowly raised the knife, readying to plunge it into Lou. Lou thrashed here and there, trying to escape Jeff's grip. Shush, Jeff said. Just go to sleep. The end! That's it? That's it. Also, in the, uh, there is a... First, like a video, why is this so popular? Which, yeah. And yep. someone goes, according to the character's original creator, Sesur, which I've got a link to their deviant art, he is not the author of this tale and claims that this is fan fiction written by a follower of his earlier works, which has been lost. For the original story of Jeff, per the vision of the creator's original creator, or of the character's original creator, you can go to his deviant art post here. Oh, bud. 
Yeah. Can I please read the name of his original Jeff character? Because it is not Killer Jeff. Yeah, I see it. I see the name and it's bad. It is Hydrochloric Acid Jeff. It's a good name. Good name there, dog. Um, it's not that long. I refuse. I refuse. Because it's literally, it's probably going to be the same. Like, this, what we read is the most popular Jeff yeah. the Killer story. And it's the worst. It it's, is? Yeah. Um, there, hold on. We'll have to wait until next year. Because I guess we're going to have to do Slender Man next year. Because there is a classic creepypasta story called Jeff the Killer versus Slender Man. Oh, fuck yeah! We're definitely doing that. Oh, fuck, dude. Um, also, um, all right. Uh, since we're doing this now as our Halloween thing, how does this rank to uh, our gold standard, the Goatman story? Because I've got opinions. Oh, dude, like, well, firstly, it's Goatman also had bad, like, some bad writing, but yeah. it added to it. It made it feel more real. This is bad writing. It took you out of it. And I will say this. I I think the dialogue made it less scary. Not just because I was, you know, man of a thousand voicing it, but also it it adds more concreteness. Like, Goatman's story is great because it's just so, you're just so unsure. Yeah, most of the people, like, most dialogue that you hear in the Goatman story is, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Because it's a, what the, this is, A, it gives too much of a definition of the villain. Yeah. Like, a good horror story, like, Goatman, we don't fucking know. I'm still not sure what he is. But this one, it's, this one, it's like, it's the fucking Joker, yeah. baby! Baby? There's a reason that we don't really care about what the real, like, Joker origin story is, because that doesn't fucking matter. Okay, so we now have to, much like last year, make this into a movie. Now, hear me out. I don't think we need the origin. You're right. I think we just need to start off and maybe, like, Jeff has assembled, like, a cult of individuals that, like, worship him. And so, like, they wear creepy clown masks to pay homage to Jeff. Okay. And um, they're gonna go, I don't know, let's say rob a bank. So they go, and we see them zip lining across to this very tall bank. And eventually, like, they all break in, but the dark, like, story behind all of it is each of them is paid to kill the one who came before. Now, bud, that... That is how the Dark Knight no, no, started. No, sh shut no. up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, okay. shut up. So uh, then okay. after this, I uh, gets down, there's two men left, and also one guy who's just like, fuck is someone gonna get you? And then they kill him, and then finally he's just like, I'm not gonna let you kill me. And then he kills him anyway, and he pulls off the mask. Oh no, it's this ding-dang Joker. I mean, uh, Jeff, oh, the killer. Jeff, Jeff the Killer. And Jeff no, no, gets no, the guy, in a, like The last guy was about to kill the guy he's supposed to kill. And he says, all right, listen, I know that we're, you were probably told to fucking kill somebody because I was told to kill somebody. You were probably told to kill me. But listen, we could do this. He says, oh, oh, no, I, I'm not supposed to kill you. I'm supposed to kill the bus driver. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the line. Bus driver. <laughs> Boom! Boom. Then he kills the bus driver and gets on it, and then he has to fight. I don't know. Maybe there's someone... Because, like, obviously Jeff has had a very tormented childhood. Maybe, like, our hero also had a tormented childhood. Where both of his parents were murdered. Yeah, yeah. Double parent murder is something that's big in these. And because of that, uh-huh. uh, also he fell into a cave once, and there were uh, marmosets all around him. And now he's marmosetman. Yeah. Uh, Ma- and- now listen, hold on. Uh, one quick change. What if it was mongoose? Wait, wait, hold on. I think I figured out what he was surrounded by were very like thin snakes all around him. And so he thought those were real creepy. So he became. He wanted to embody all that is creepy and slender, and he became Slender, slender Man. man. Okay. And now we've got Slender Man versus Jeff the Killer, baby. And that's it. That's going to be fucking next year. We're not going to remember this. No, not at all. Like, it's just not. It's not good. It wasn't. No, this was not. Uh, this is. This one doesn't hold up. Goatman holds holds the fuck up, I think. Um, this one, no. Like, from 20, you know, from the 2010s, the early 2010s, Creepypasta, when it was, like, an art form. Uh, this, is a, this was a classic then. It is not so much now. Like, it's got a good, creepy image to go with it that, like you said, sticks in your head. And sometimes that leads to a good story a la slender man and then sometimes they're just like hey why don't we do the ding dang joker again if it was just the prologue i would have liked it is there a way to make this scary um 75 percent of it no the first 25 though Oh, yeah. I'm now looking in the comments and somebody goes, I think this is just really sad. I know some people think it's scary, but to me, it's just sad. Jeff has a lot of problems. I'm like, yeah, bud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I really love that in most of these comments on like the creepypasta wiki and stuff, everybody just keeps kayfabe. This was interesting. Very stylistic. And to all of those who say this is a bad story... It isn't. It's a matter of learning. I enjoyed this. What? Very next comment. Story don't make no fucking sense. Bruh. Wait, wait too many way- fake scenarios. Where are these 12 year olds getting guns? Even in America. Yeah. Okay, that low-key gave me chills, and that is a good story. Sure, it don't make sense, but who said fiction has to make sense? Fiction writer. Fiction. Yeah. He name is Jeffrey Woods. <laughs> is it weird to be incredibly young and already obsessed? Yes. Yeah. Piss um, off. This is a beloved creepypasta. If you don't like it, you can leave it. Susser, don't listen to the haters. This is a great backstory. Hey, fucking read it, bud, because he didn't write this. Also, I, I do think this is a real thing with creepypastas. It is something that captivates you while you are, like, young, compared to us young. Everyone's looking at Jeff. The parent crying kids, Troy and Keith, they easily break from their gaze and point their guns at him. Parents didn't even try. Ten out of ten parenting. Parents didn't even stop him. Fuck it. Oh, this is the first and original story. 
when I saw that Jeff had punched Randy in the heart, it said he died, but then later it says Randy confessed. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. I, I want to see what the top creepypastas, just what their names are. Well, this was, because I looked up, like, top creepypastas, and Goatman, it was on there. Um, here we go. 17 terrifying creepypastas. There's Ben Drowned, which is all about video games. Video games. It is specifically about uh, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. <laughs> Thank you. This fucking picture! This fucking picture of Link is so good! Yeah, Ben Drowned is a good one. We we might want to save that one for some time later. Of course, I'm just looking at the creepypasta.com famous creepypastas. Yeah. And, you know, you've got Ben Drowned, you got Candle Cove, Dead Bart, that's a classic one. Um... Let's see. Some of these Candle, I don't really Candle know. Cove is a show now, I believe. Yes, I think it was made into a show or something like that's a spiritual successor to the show. Um, Lavender Town Syndrome, that's a classic one based off of Lavender Town from the original Pokemon yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. games. Um, you know, other ones that I remember, yeah, we hit most of them. I don't know. Uh, Creepypasta has even changed. It's changed in the years since I've, um, since I was part of the community. Part of the crew, part of the ship. Anora Petrova is a creepypasta about a promising figure skater who finds a sentient Wikipedia page about her and she keeps editing it until her life spirals out of control until she's a friendless orphan. That's a fucking Goosebumps concept Bumps. right there. Yep. Oh, the Smiling Man. That's a classic. Yeah. Alright, so are we gonna go with who we've cast or do we want to do a new cast for our Jeff the Killer movie? No, I like our cast as is. I think I'm a we good spent... little boy. I'm a pretty little boy. I'm a pretty little boy. I'm a pretty little boy mommy. with with mommy mommy, 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 mommy. Look at my face, mommy. I'm a big pretty boy. Um, my... no. <laughs> mommy, tell me I'm your big pretty special son. You're my big pretty special son. Thank you, mommy. I love you. Kind of wish he had kept his mom alive. Then we would just like. Every single time he talks to people, it's like he's talking to his mom. It'd be fun and creepy, but no, fuck this dumb story. No, that would be nice. Ah, Suicide Mouse, I forgot about that one. And Squidward Suicide, both very classic creepypastas we might want to revisit. Next year, can we just make October the month of creepypasta? Maybe, but we already have two other months where we play D&D at this point. It's just like, hey, we don't have ideas for this show anymore, so we're going to steal from the internet and RPGs. Hey, bud. Bud, listen, I'm just future-proofing here. Okay, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> fuck, what was awesome this week? Because it wasn't this story. No, it was just, uh, you know what? Evil Dead. That was fucking awesome. Um... HBO Max. Specifically getting high and watching HBO Max. I, nope, I heard all the fucking about it. Oh, it's good shit. Anyways, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube. And you can find me here on the BS Network every week. I thought that, I thought that was your Ben Solo for, you can find me at the BS Network on podcast. I don't know. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. You can check out all of my other podcasts, including the AVA Award nominated Mini Adventures of Sammy Magic at a load of pure BS dot com. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for our theme song, Ric Flair, off of their album, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. And please consider donating to us on Patreon. It gets you access to exclusive content that all of us put out. Me and Blake just did a uh, a watch through of the Haunted Mansion movie, and you can play that along as you watch it and hear our reactions to that buckwild dumb film. And to anybody that is listening in the U.S. of A., please fucking vote. Yes, please, for the love of God, vote. And uh, also, in addition to that, you can hang out on our Discord if you do- if you donate at Patreon, where we watch wrestling, we watch bad movies, we go on virtual t- trips to Disney World. We would love your support, because we need all the support we can get. And you can give it at patreon.com slash a load of BS. But until next time, remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you. We'll see you next week. Mommy. Mommy. Mommy, we'll see you.